The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is brought to you by the host of the program who is solely responsible for its content. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the first edition of the Your Financial Future program for the new year and for the new decade. Now the roaring 20s. My name is Nick Colarossi. I hail from NJC Investments, which is located in the heart of the financial district of beautiful Clarks Green, Pennsylvania. Our goal on today's program is to help to make you a better long-term investor. Now, here to help me in achieving that goal is my colleague from NJC Investments, Miss Claire Cool. Good morning, Claire. Welcome. Good morning. Glad to have you along today. Yes. It's, it's first day of the first program of the new year, the new decade. Very exciting. We're going to call it the Roaring Twenties. Yes. I, I called it that the last couple of weeks, and now I'm starting to hear others. I should have coined it. I should have <laughs> patented that, right? It's been a while since we've had you on. Did yes. you have a nice uh, New Year's? Very nice New Year's. Uh, pretty quiet. I stayed home, but quiet is nice sometimes. Quiet is nice sometimes. <laughs> I had a quiet New Year myself, and that was good. And also joining us in the luxurious corner office studio today at the beautiful Bold Gold Radio Complex. He's the man about town producer extraordinaire, Mr. D.C. Taylor. Good morning, D.C. Hey, you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year to you. All right. Have you broken all your New Year's resolutions yet? <laughs> all broken. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've just gotten started, so give me a chance. Oh, well, you're, you'll be fine, and I appreciate that we're back to our original music, I see. I well, see, yes. I miss our Christmas music. Now, what, what goes on with the music now? Well, now it's uh, the this is uh, I don't know. Back in the Catholic, back when I used to go, you know, Catholic church, Catholic school, they called it ordinary time. Ordinary, we're in ordinary <laughs> time. Ordinary time here on the Your Financial Future show, and that's when we have the what we call the standard uh, um, uh, review uh, music. That's right, Brew so, Review out of Philadelphia, PA. And then what happens down the road? And then in the spring, we will bring back the uh, uh, what is the, what is the name of their song? It the has, miracle of the spring. Miracle of spring. That'll be on our annual spring program. So you better stay that's tuned right. and make sure you're coming back every week. Yeah. Hey, while I got you, what's the weather looking like for the area? Well, today uh, we have rain showers um, and it's in the mid-40s today and then uh, tomorrow will be a little bit nicer, a little cooler. It'll be in the mid-30s, maybe a snow flurry or two, but uh, partly sunny tomorrow. So Kind of mild so far overall it's for all the right. start of winter, right? It's okay. It's alright. Hey, we have a lot of ground to cover, a great market recap coming up. We're also going to give you some strategies and investment ideas for the upcoming year and beyond, including including some interesting income ideas, Claire, for 2020. But before we get started, I'm going to ask you, Claire, to uh, let everyone know how to reach us at NJC Investments. Should they have any comments or questions or need assistance in any financial matter that we may be of service with? Yes, you can reach us by phone at 570-586-5030. If you call this weekend, leave us a voicemail and we will get back to you on Monday morning. You could also head to our website at njcinvestments.com and contact us from there. Lots of great information on there, some blogs. Uh, you can get some quotes and, and a lot of um, calculators, financial yeah. calculators, a lot of stuff on the website. You can head to our Facebook page and give us a like there. 
Um, and you can also, if you want to visit us in our office, we're located at 281 East Grove Street in Clark's Green. Right in the heart of the financial district yes. of Clark's Green, Pennsylvania. Thanks, Claire. Hey, we're going to uh, we're going to wish the tens away. With the tens are gone, we're heading into the twenties. Mm-hmm. Now, ten years ago, many investors were kind of shaken coming out of the big sell-off in 2008, the V-shaped recovery in 2009. I remember, Claire. Many thought back then, hey, it might be time to just get out of the market now that we've had the recovery because mm-hmm. we had a pretty big uptick in 2009 after that big sell-off, that quick sell-off in 2008, and a lot of experts, they were calling for another market crash any day back then, right? <laughs> and and a lot of investors remained very cautious. Uh, some got out of the market and never got back in. Do you know, Claire, that over the past 10 years, how good these markets have been to investors who stayed the course, really had their diversified portfolio mm-hmm. and stuck with it? The Dow Jones Industrial Average over the last 10 years up 172%. Wow. The S&P 500, D.C. Taylor, up 188%. (laughs) The NASDAQ, 10 years, Uh the NASDAQ up 294%. (laughs) D.C. Taylor, I'm going to make you the resident mathematician here on the program. I'm going to give you a math problem. Uh So the NASDAQ over the last 10 years... Up 294%. What would the average annual return in that period be? 29.4% a year. Look how fast you get. That's great. (laughs) Now, of course, past performance never a guarantee of future results. But boy, those last 10 years were good, Claire, right? Mm -hmm. Now, aren't you glad you didn't listen to the experts back in 2010, (laughs) D.C. and put your money under the mattress? Right. Right? Exactly. Just to give you some idea of some individual stock returns in that same period, Apple uh, in the Dow now, Mm -hmm. Apple was the leader of the Dow up 800% in the decade. Wow. That was closely followed by United Health was in the number two spot and Visa was the third best performer over the last decade Mm -hmm. in the Dow. Let's take a look though at the NASDAQ top returners. Can anybody guess the top Performing stock in the NASDAQ over the last 10 years, common household name these days, and one of, I'll give you a hint, one of the FANG stocks. Uh, my guess would be Amazon. No, oh. it's, in, it's in the top five, though. Uh, Facebook. Oh, uh, close. No. Netflix. Netflix. Really? The top performing NASDAQ name over the last decade, Netflix, hmm. up a slight 4,000%. <laughs> wow. That was followed by a Biomed up 1,800%. And the top five in the NASDAQ are rounded out by Broadcom, Align Technology, and Amazon. Amazon was number five. Mm-hmm. And they were all up over a thousand percent in the last 10 years so that's all good right now that but unfortunately that is now in the rear view mirror what do we have to look forward to in 2020 well the consensus estimate right now amongst analysts remains a little bit sluggish claire Mm -hmm. the average growth rate they're saying is predicted to be about 1.8 percent in 2020 for the gdp and that would be our slowest year in five years if that were to to hold uh the consensus of analysts seem to be somewhere from uh, minus 10 percent to plus 10 percent <laughs> on market returns mm-hmm. so what do we say with well, five to eight percent would be average i guess yeah is what they're looking for however 
However, our friends over at First Trust Securities, they're still very bullish on the markets. Economist Brian Westbury over there at First Trust sees a uh, 25 to 3% GDP, well above the consensus predictions. Yes. He also sees robust earnings growth, and he thinks that can lead to markets that can go up 12 to 15% this year. Well, Claire, I'm going to say it again. While past performance is never a guarantee of future results, Mm -hmm. I will tell you that Brian Westbury has been a lot more accurate over the last decades with his prediction than most of the analysts out there. And and it's paid off well for investors that have followed his line of thinking. I still have my autographed copy of his book from 2009. Do you know what the title was? I do not. It's it was it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> it was an optimistic book back then, right in the middle of That's the, a pretty good theme for the last decade. But he was right. But he was right. And he was the only one that predicted that V-shaped recovery in 2009. He was right then and let's hope he is right about 2020. I will tell you one thing. Keep an eye on the first five trading days of the year. So we've had two in the books and we have three to go. You know what the ratio is? If the first five days of the year are positive overall, Mm -hmm. we have an 82% chance of having a positive year in the markets. Okay. Well, how it works. That's okay. according to Bloomberg. So we'll go with that. <laughs> right. Of course, we no guarantees there, but an 82% chance if we have the first five days positive. So pay attention to the next three days, three trading days. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to Your Financial Future with Claire Cool and Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. And thanks for allowing us to be the soundtrack for your early Saturday mornings. Well, Claire, I know there was a story back, boy, it's been a while since we covered this story about uh, what's going on in our country and different laws are being Mm -hmm. changed. And we talked about the minimum wage and how that might play out because a lot of cities and even in starting in January, again, many more cities now are going to start upping the minimum wage. Mm -hmm. You have some results for us, I'm told. Yes. What do you have? So back in 2014, the city of Seattle passed a $15 minimum wage law, and CNBC wrote a little article about how this affected Seattle. So when Seattle began raising its minimum wage five years ago, there is a local burger joint called Dick's Drive-In, and they experienced an unintended effect, and I did not even think about this until I started reading this. Their employees opted to work fewer hours as their wages rose. Oh. They thought that with higher wages, it would be easier to get people to take more hours, but it was actually the opposite. I would have never thought that either. I know, but then you think about it and it's like, well, I can work the same less hours and get the same pay, so why would I work more? There's a lot of lazy lazy <laughs> workers at that place. Wow. Yes, yeah, so I never, I never even thought that would be an effect, but this is what this drive-in place experienced. Uh, the company also has had to raise prices for the first time in history because of cost of labor alone, whereas in the past it was food, food costs that drove those hikes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they pl- they pay their employees above minimum wage, and now their starting workers uh, earn seventeen to eighteen dollars an hour, and they pay this um, increase to minimum wage because they want to compete for talent. You know, if you're just paying $15 and everybody is, you might not get the best applicants for the job. D.C. Taylor, 17 to $18 to flip a hamburger. How much <laughs> How much do you think the hamburger costs? <laughs> that's, uh, that's expensive. That's going to be an expensive one. Uh, yes. Yeah, very expensive. 
Um, and most of their workers, they said, are students in their 20s. So, of course, if you're a student in your 20s, you probably just want to have a job to mm-hmm. pay your bills and things like that. So, why work more hours when you can get the same amount of money for yeah, less you hours? Have more playtime. Yes. Guess. Okay. Yes. So that was interesting. Um, so Seattle's law is gradually increasing its minimum wage to fifteen dollars by twenty twenty one, from uh, it being just over nine dollars an hour in two thousand and fourteen. Now, this issue comes to the forefront uh, because a lot of Democratic presidential candidates are calling for a $15 federal minimum wage. I think we're at, well, is it seven twenty-five still? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. seven twenty-five is currently the federal minimum wage, and it has not been increased in over a decade. So this is why this issue has been coming mm-hmm. out a lot in the news. Um, the Seattle law has been life-changing for some workers, they say. CNBC spoke to a man who works three minimum wage jobs. He is a temporary cook on game days at the city stadium. He is a janitor at Costco overnight, and he's also a handyman. This raise brought more dignity for workers, he said, and boosted morale. He said, you're getting paid more to do the same work. You feel better about yourself and you feel appreciated. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, it's not about feeling better. We want everybody to have higher wages, right? But we, yes. want, but not for doing the same work. You've got to increase your productivity, and then exactly. you should be paid for it. That's my opinion. Yes, yes, mine as well. Uh, but many business owners are looking to the future and changing their entire business model due to this increase, and many are figuring out ways that take less labor. Um, Overall impacts of businesses and workers have been very different. There is no consensus among economists yet how the hike in wages is playing out. It's a little new still. So some economists say it's it's boosting. Others are on the they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. But that's just a little article from CNBC interviewed some workers, interviewed some business owners, and got the different takes I, in I, Seattle. I think the different takes you're getting is whether you're looking at it from the right lens or the left lens. I agree. And there are economists on both sides of that. Yes. And I think that's what you're getting. But yep. I did see a lot of stories in, coming out of New York with mm-hmm. the rate. They're doing the same thing. Yep. A lot of restaurants are closing because mm-hmm. they can't raise their prices. Right. And, and they, they can't pay the wages. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody was... Because they were mostly working on tips, right? Mm-hmm. The smaller wages. And now to, to pay somebody $15 an hour in the restaurant business, that's, 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 we'll see. Yes. We'll see how it works out. But yes. All right, we'll, we'll have more stories because as we go forward, there's a lot more cities getting into that. And we'll see how that plays out on the economy. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Claire. And let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to wrap up 2019, let you know where the stock market averages ended up in 2019. And we have some investment ideas for you to start the new year. You want to stay tuned for that. You're listening to Your Financial Future. That is Claire Cool. I am Nick Colorossi. We're from NJC Investments. And before we go to this break, let me thank our sponsors at Seidel's Restaurant for sponsoring this portion of our program. If you haven't checked out this great Italian-American bistro, 2020, Claire, is a great time to get over. Mm-hmm. See Richie and the gang over at Seidel's Restaurant. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Your financial future will be back after this brief message from Seidel's Restaurant. If you're searching for a special dining experience, Sidell's Restaurant is your home for great taste. Sidell's Restaurant is one of Scranton's elite fine dining establishments, specializing in Italian-American contemporary cuisines. At Sidell's, generous size entrees are prepared with only the highest quality ingredients. So whether you're having a meal for business or pleasure, it's sure to leave a lasting impression. 
Isadel's restaurant has mouth-watering Italian-American contemporary cooking with a delightful ambiance. At Sidel's, you are certain to find unique specials for what you're craving. If you can't find an entree off their elaborate menu, just ask the chef. He can create an off-the-menu meal for you. At Sidel's, the owner is also the chef. Sidel's is located on the corner of Main Avenue and Tripp Street in North Scranton. They are now accepting holiday party reservations and on- and off-site holiday catering. 343-6544. That's 343-6544. Make it special. Make it Sidel's. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I'm Nick Colarossi here with Claire Cool of NJC Investments, helped out by our pal D.C. Taylor of Bold Gold Radio fame. Sure. And don't forget to check out D.C. weeknights on our sister station, 105-1035 The River, a great a great, a great classic rock program you have there, DC. Thank you. I appreciate you tuning in. All the time. Every time, every chance I get. And I also want to thank you for doing your mad dash down the hall. First time of the year. Uh-huh. First time of the decade. Yeah. To bring us back a piping hot cup of coffee always helps us to keep the show flowing well. What brew do we have in front of us today? Well, they seem to put a catchy name on this. New Year, New Brew. A new Year, New Brew. Because <laughs> everybody's doing, doing new stuff. Yeah. In the new year, so why not a new brew? <laughs> That's not too bad, and it's a great taste to it, and I, I appreciate it. And uh, I urge everyone, grab a cup of whatever it is that gets your early Saturday morning started. Sit back and enjoy the rest of our program. Well, Claire, we've come to the part of the program. I'd like to catch you up on where we stand year to date. We're not going to do that this year. We're going to catch you up on where we ended mm-hmm. 2019. But before we do that, I'm going to give you a hot tip on some of the best investments that you can ever make. That is investing in your family, investing in yourself, and investing in your own community. I'll start off with a great, uh, I think it's a great family event and certainly a good community event down at the Kirby Center in Wilkes-Barre, one of the best, uh, DC and I talk about it all the time, one of the premier venues in our area. It's beautiful. Uh, It it really is, and it's not this coming Friday, a week this coming Friday, Friday, January 17th. William Shatner, Captain Kirk, nice. will be at the Kirby Center. Now I love Captain Kirk. That, oh, yeah. I was never a Star Wars guy. I was always a Star Trek guy in the original. Yeah. And he certainly, the original Captain Kirk, will be at the Kirby Center. This is a great event. I'm very interested in this myself. They'll be showing the movie, a screening of The Wrath of Khan. Very good movie. Have, you, have we seen it? Yes. <laughs> yes. I've, I've, I, in fact, I caught it just a few weeks back on a rerun on one of the channels, the older channels. Mm-hmm. But uh, Friday, January 17th, they'll be screening this at the Kirby Center with Captain Kirk there to answer questions after the film, Claire. That we'll have to ask, maybe nice. I'll go down and ask him about the Klingons and all that. <laughs> anyway, there are tickets still available at the Kirby Center, kirbycenter.org, or call them 570-826-1100 for all the details. Friday, January 17th, William Shatner at the Kirby. Claire, what do you have for us? Well, tonight uh, there is a Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins game, and I will be going myself. Uh, it's tonight at 7.05 p.m. They will be playing the Springfield Thunderbirds. You can go to wbspenguins.com for details and to get tickets and to see their schedule for the remainder of their season. Um Tickets are very reasonably priced. One of the best entertainment values in our whole area. Yes, they have uh, they have 
great things going on all the time. Actually, tonight is Nickelodeon night, and it will be featuring SpongeBob SquarePants. What can be better than that? (laughs) (laughs) So they'll be featuring all kinds of activities throughout the evening, including trivia and a costume contest. The first 2,500 fans through the door will receive a special SpongeBob SquarePants Penguins collectible pin. There you go. Make sure you get there early. Yes. So get there early. Um, So yes, go to their website, check out their games throughout the year. Again, very reasonably priced and a great night for the family. And it is a great family night out. Mm-hmm. And support our local teams. Yes. We have the Yankees and baseball in the summer. We've got the Penguins in, mm-hmm. in the winter. And it, hey, if you don't get out and support these teams, we won't have them. Right. It's a great asset to our community. So make sure you support support the teams and enjoy a night out. And very, as Claire said, very inexpensive. D.C. Taylor, how about you? Well, two weeks from today, uh, you, you're looking, uh, looking maybe to uh, bring some new family members, new members of the family into your home. Uh, Some representatives from Griffin Pond Animal Shelter will be at Abington Community Library uh, January 18th, Saturday, January 18th, uh, West Grove Street in Clark Summit. And uh, they'll be there. They'll give you all info on, uh, you know, pet adoptions. Uh, They may even have some furry friends with them uh, that day. So uh, it's uh, Abington Abington Community Library, Saturday, January 18th for uh, Pet Adoption Day there. Pet adoption, what could be better at this time of the year? Everybody Mm -hmm. needs a home, right? Exactly. They posted something on their Facebook page the other day about how many adoptions they did last year. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty incredible how many yeah. they did. Oh, it, uh, yeah. Lots of cats, lots of dogs, even small animals, birds, That's rodents, great. things like that. So they do yeah. a lot of good work in the community. Good. I have a pet from, from Griffin Pond, yeah, my, my cat. So I've had a couple. Yes. You know what? If you're looking for a pet this year, make that your first stop. That's that's my yeah. belief. Go yes. check them out. Yes. As they say, adopt, don't shop. Exactly. There, there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. And I guess it is time to get back to finance now here is where get your pens and pads out here is where we ended up for the full year of 2019 the dow jones industrial average was up 22.3 percent that's more than double the 50-year average that we've had 22.3 percent returns on the dow the s p 500 even better up 28.9 percent and the NASDAQ, the NASDAQ composite was up 35.2% for the year of 2019. I'd like to keep these numbers around for a while, DC. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> Let's see if we can do even better in 2020. Of course, right. analysts, I will say right off, analysts are expecting lower numbers on returns for mm-hmm. 2020. Nobody knows for certain. We'll see how that plays out. Estimates are ranging between minus 10 and I'll say plus 15. And that would be the plus 15 would be uh, our friends at First Trust Securities. We'll see. But here's here's an interesting point to keep in mind. And this is clear why a lot of our analysts are, are bringing their estimates on the market returns down. Last year at this time, the Dow Jones Industrial average had a PE, a forward PE of 14%. So usually it's more like a 16 to 17%. So it looked to be undervalued. Right now, the forward PE on the Dow is 19%. So Mm -hmm. historically, that is a bit high. However, remember, earnings projections are going up. If earnings go up, those P.E. numbers will come down. So we're not overly concerned with it, but we certainly want to keep an eye on that. S&P 500, same thing. Last year, the forward P.E. was 15. Now we're at 19. And the Nasdaq was at 17 forward P.E. last year. Right now, the forward P.E. on the Nasdaq, a little bit high at 24%. So in order to sustain markets going higher... 
we have to have earnings go higher. Mm -hmm. And just wouldn't you know it, just in about a week and a half, earnings will start up. So we'll be reporting them right here. First quarter earnings will start. We'll report them right here. Come back every Saturday at 9 a.m. We'll have those earnings reports, let you know how our corporations are kicking off 2020. And that will certainly be a good indicator of how our markets will start the year, Claire. Let's just finish up our thoughts here. Price of a barrel of oil, about 62 and a half up on Friday mm-hmm. with the global tensions that are going on now. Um, not too bad, though. They're, 62 is good. You know, mm-hmm. the price of the pump about 250 on average. That's, you know, that's almost like a tax cut last year. Let's hope it doesn't go much higher at the pump. That will help our economy. And also 10 year Treasury trading right now at about a yield of one point eight percent. Um, it's, they figure clear that can go up to, I think, uh, two to two and a half percent. And, and that's, that's a big move. Mm-hmm. However, we're still well below the 50 year average is over 6% on that 10 year treasury mm-hmm. yield. So we are seeing still very low, very accommodative interest rates. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to Your Financial Future on 94.3 FM, The Talker, the number one financial hour in all of northeastern Pennsylvania and beyond. Claire, at the end of last year, we certainly got a lot of business coming into our IRA accounts, Mm -hmm. and I think it's so important to focus on your retirement accounts, this that especially this time of the year. What do you think? Yes, of course. Um, this time of the year, we like to call IRA season because not only can you start contributing for 2020, if you did not fully contribute for 2019, you have from now until April 15th to yeah. get those 2019 contributions don't, in. Don't miss those deadlines, yes. right? You want to fully fund last year if you haven't done it. But mm-hmm. It's important. They they limit you for a reason. Yes. So the the limits are the same this year as they were last year, $6,000 or $7,000 if you are age 50 and older. And like Nick said, it, it's very important to get these contributions in. These contributions, if you're contributing to a Roth, they grow tax-free, tax-free, tax-free. Uh, they, yeah. <laughs> and they come back, right? Yes, yes. And then if you are contributing to an IRA, a traditional IRA, it grows tax-deferred. You can get a write-off for your current taxes this season, um, this year. It's, it's possible to get that write-off. And um, th- it's just the, the first, ca- first accounts that we recommend you participate in. First would be a 401k right. or a work-sponsored plan. But uh, we always get that question, too. What mm-hmm. if I have a 401k? I don't need an IRA. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Tell us why. After your 401k, the next account to open, if you are eligible, would be a Roth IRA. Those funds, like we said, they have the ability to grow tax-free in those accounts, so that's huge. There's almost nothing like a Roth IRA. If you, if you want to find out if you qualify income-wise for a Roth IRA, give us a call at the office, mm-hmm. NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. We can have a chat with you about a Roth or a traditional IRA, mm-hmm. but it, it's a Roth IRA growing tax-free and coming back to you tax-free. And what mm-hmm. about the age 70 and a half thing, Claire? We don't have to start. Right. right. A Roth IRA in a traditional IRA, as of right now, once you turn 70 and a half, you have to start taking out a certain amount. And it's a, it's a certain calculation that is based on your age and the balance of the account as of December 31st of the prior year. But if you have a Roth IRA, 
you don't have to take out that those required minimum distributions. And you might say, well, that's what it's there for. I want to take that out during retirement. But you would be surprised how many people we call up saying you have to take out this much this year. And they're like, well, I don't need it. I don't want to. And, <laughs> well, we, and we tell them you have to take it out because the government wants their taxes yes, on it. Yes, In exactly. In Roth, that's not the case. But yep. Either yep. way, this is IRA season. Mm-hmm. It's time to fund those IRAs. If you haven't started an IRA, it takes just a few minutes to set up. Mm -hmm. Give us a call at NJC Investments. We can help you. 570-586-5030. Well, thanks, Claire. And I want to finish up this segment with a little bit of an income idea for 2020. This comes to us from Seeking Alpha. You can check this out online. Seeking Alpha, Claire, has a lot of great ideas, a lot of great investment strategies and ideas that come around. And I thought this one was quite interesting. Actually came to us on New Year, I'm sorry, Christmas, Christmas Eve. And it's from author Rita Morwa, M-O-R-W-A. Check out the entire article at Seeking Alpha entitled A 9% Yield with double digit upside in 2020. Sounds good, Claire. Sounds almost too good to be true. Yes, a little bit. Sometimes be careful, right? <laughs> do your this is not a recommendation from us. Do your own homework, your own due diligence. I just found this interesting. So, we do not currently own any of this at NJC for ourselves or any of our investors, but I will do my homework on it and always do that before you invest in anything. But the reason this caught my attention, Claire, it's in the MLP sector. And you know how badly energy and the MLP sector has been beaten down over mm-hmm. the last few years. And if you look at projections, Bloomberg projects S&P 500 earnings to grow by about 10% in 2020. But the energy sector is projected to grow earnings by over 30% because they've been so distressed. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, this may be something to look into. And this has a current monthly income stream, the current dividend right at that 9% annual yield level, which is quite attractive. So uh, in a summary of the article, Morwa says the MLP sector has been hated and bid down to very low levels, but the sector has started. It, uh, an uptrend over the last few days, and that's continued through last week. And she said, why look at MIE, this, the symbol on this investment? It's the Cohen and Steers MLP Income and Energy Opportunity Fund. It is a closed-in fund, and the reason that uh, Morwa likes MIE, she says, there are a few significant benefits to investing in MLPs through a closed-end fund like MIE. A major one for many investors is that they get a 1099 instead of a K1. A lot of the MLPs, you got to be careful. You get a K1. Yep. And that comes sometime in like March, <laughs> April, May, right? Very late. But you yes. do get a 1099 with this. The second benefit is the diversification that the Cohen and Steers fund gives. She said there are currently 139 holdings, and that can give you a lot more diversification in the sector than you can go out and buy your individual stocks yourself. Mm-hmm. And she says, finally, closed-in funds are actively managed. This means that Conan Steers is using their expertise to obtain the best results for investors. So let's take a look at the returns on this fund. It's currently up about 10, well, in 2019, it was up about 10% for the year, Claire, which wasn't bad in the MLP sector, certainly trailing the Mm -hmm. S&P 500. But uh, if those projections of earnings growth come true, we'll have to see how it plays out for 2020. Currently trading 
at $8.08. It's the high for the last 52 weeks, $10.41, and the low was $6.59. So that 808 price, pretty much in the middle, but at that price, a 9% dividend yield. I'll finish up with just the top five holdings in the fund. Energy transfer is number one. MLPX is number two. Plains All-American Pipeline is number three. Western Midstream Partners is number four. And Enterprise Product Partners, number five. I know all those names. Mm -hmm. Some we do own individually for some of our investors, Mm -hmm. but a beaten down sector, possibly potential for income in 2020. Again, the symbol M-I-E. Well, DC Tellers, it's time to take a break right here. Yeah, go ahead. We better take a break here. When we come back, we're going to answer some of our listeners' questions, and we have more investment strategies, including some more income ideas you don't want to miss. You're listening to Your Financial Future with Claire Cool and Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments. Stay with us. We'll be back in one minute. Americans owe over $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, with an average monthly payment of $393, according to the U.S. Federal Reserve. I'm Claire Cool of NJC Investments, and if your children or grandchildren are considering going to college, help alleviate the burden of a high monthly loan payment by starting a 529 college savings plan. The growth in a 529 account is not subject to federal or state income tax as long as it is used for a qualifying education expense. And you, the parent or grandparent, are always the owner of the money and retain control. How about setting up a dollar cost averaging plan for your 529? With an initial investment of $250 and just $50 per month, you can get started. College is only getting more expensive and the importance of a college degree continues to rise. Help give your child the gift of education. For a free investor's kit, give us a call at 570-586-5030. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to Your Financial Future on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I'm Claire Cool here with Nick Colarossi, both of NJC Investments. And we are here on this partly cloudy, partially rainy day. It's okay, though. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's not ice. It's not snow. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> I'll take it. That's right. Hey, Claire, what sector do you think, out of everything that's going on in the market, what do you think we're getting the most questions on for 2020? We're getting so many. Everybody's saying, what should I be doing? Right? What, 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 do, you, what do you hear most? I, I think a lot of people are still asking about the technology sector. It's done so well in 2019 and the years prior, and people if they haven't been invested in it, are starting to want to get yeah, into it. Yeah. Um, it, it's never a bad time. It, it, we, some analysts would say it's overvalued at this point. I don't mm-hmm. see technology in the long run slowing down. Yes, there will be dips and peaks and valleys, certainly, mm-hmm. but on pullbacks and even get it get started in some of it. We're hearing a lot, especially in the 5G technology, right? 5G mm-hmm. space and also in robotics, artificial intelligence is coming. Mm-hmm. Chip stocks have done so well this year, but that's the, you know, I'd I'd keep an eye on that sector as well. And we have um, a bunch of technology mutual funds that we use at NJC Investments Mm -hmm. or growth mutual funds. And you could get started by starting a dollar cost averaging plan into it. That way you're investing a little bit each month. If a pull pulls back one month or for a longer period of time, you're getting more shares for your dollar. 
So that's another idea as well to get into that sector. Yeah, we have many investors that own individual stocks, but that is Mm -hmm. what you're saying, a great way to get started. If you're just looking to start off, start small and build it slowly over time Mm -hmm. in that that space. But if you're a long-term investor, I I have a hard time believing the technology sector will let you down over the next 10 to 20 years. Right. I agree. Hey, it looks like we have a blinking light on the board, and you know what that means, Claire. Yes. It is time for Mitchell's Mailbag. This is uh, where you're, we answer your questions here on the Your Financial Future program. And uh, feel free to email your questions in. Uh, just send them to nick at njcinvestments.com. And uh, it is called Mitchell's Mailbag because uh, Mitchell is on the phone with us. Hi, Mitchell. Dimitrik from the University of Scranton. Hello. Hello, D.C. Taylor. Hello, Nick. And hello, Claire. How is everyone doing today? Very good. Very good. Happy New Year to you, Mitchell Dimitrik. Happy New Year to you as well. I'm excited for 2020. I don't know about you three. (laughs) Of course. Of course. (laughs) Absolutely. It's the Roaring Twenties. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you, right? (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get going with these questions. All right. You got questions for us? Yes. I got a couple of questions. Uh, Picked out a few of the best, and I'm ready to get started. All All right. right. Mitchell's Mailbag. Question number one. Go ahead. Alrighty, we'll go out to Wilkes-Barre for question one. Question one comes from Joanne. Joanne asks, what types of investments are available in a 529 savings plan? I would like to start one, but I don't want it to be too risky. I'll take that one. All right. Okay, so in a 529 plan, there are certain investment options. One is to do an age-based portfolio where it goes by the age of the beneficiary. As they reach closer to age 18, it gets more conservative as you go along. You can also invest in certain mutual funds that are available in the plan. They usually have anywhere from 10 to 20 mutual funds that you can invest in, and they range from very conservative to more aggressive. So right. if you wanted to, do, to be very conservative, you could definitely do yeah. that in a 529 plan. It's very similar to a 401k. Yes. Your choice is like that. So yes. you can make it conservative. You can make it aggressive mm-hmm. anywhere in between it. And they don't let you get too aggressive. You, can't right. do, you cannot do individual stocks or anything like that. Right. 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 Only mutual funds and those age-based portfolios. All right. Well, thank you for that. And uh, thank you for the question. Let's go to uh, question number two in Mitchell's mailbag. Mitchell, go ahead. All righty. Question number two comes from Tim in Dunmore. Tim asks, I am planning on a refinancing of my home this year. Should I do it now or do you think interest rates will go even lower? All right, Tim and Dunmore, that's a good question. It's it's a hard question because nobody really knows. My best opinion on interest rates, and Claire, we've said this before on the program as well, is I think that the Federal Reserve is done cutting rates. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they'll be raising rates in 2020, being that it's an election year. I think maybe we kind of go sideways for the year. We'll, we'll see. But I wouldn't get too greedy. Rates are at a historic low right here. You look at that 10-year Treasury trading at 1.8% on a yield basis, and you know that that historic yield is closer to over 6%. That means rates are very historically low. If you ask your parents and grandparents what their mortgage rates were, you'd, you'd <laughs> You wouldn't believe it, right? How much higher they were. So I wouldn't get greedy. I think this is an excellent time to refinance right now. That would be my best opinion. Thanks for listening in Dunmore, Tim. All right. Well, let's get one more question here. Question number three in Mitchell's mailbag. Go ahead. Already question number three, last but certainly not least, comes from John in Hazleton. John asks, 
there's a line in your Mr. Wrongway commercial about plastics and ground floors yeah. that sounds very much like a line from the Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Is that a coincidence, or did you steal it from that movie? <laughs> All right, John, that's a, wow, that's a strange question. Let's see. A little accusatory, yeah. I think. <laughs> DC Taylor, do you have the line he's talking about from our Mr. Wrongway spot? Don't be Mr. Wrongway. You don't need any plastics or ground floors. That's that's the one, DC. Uh, now, give me a clip from the uh, movie It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> All right. I don't want any plastics. I don't want any ground floors. And I don't want to get married ever to anyone. You understand that? <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, that is my favorite movie. Not only my favorite Christmas movie, movie, but my favorite all-time movie. But I think that's just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't been contacted by RKO Studios, so I think we're good. <laughs> RKO. <laughs> Well, that's not a fair way to go out with our Mitchells. Mitchell, do you have any other questions? We better go out with a financial yes, question, yes. Claire. Although that one was very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have anything else, Mitchell? Yes, I always have a safety backup <laughs> okay. fourth question. That's great. So we're going to go with a bonus fourth question on this week's Mitchell's Mailbag. Okay. Uh, this week's uh, bonus question comes from Amanda over in Scranton. She asks, we had a very good year in the market in 2019. Yep. Now as we start 2020, is it a good time to reallocate my portfolio? And do you have any suggestions? Ooh, Claire, you want to handle this? You want to try? Go yeah, ahead. sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely a good time to take a look at your portfolio. I, a lot of people look at their portfolio maybe on a quarterly basis and, and take a look at their allocation of um, stocks to bonds. If you want to take another look at that and make sure that you are allocated as your plan in your, you know, that you've made for yourself, um, it's make sure that it's still that way. Or maybe some sectors of the market have been, you know, underperforming like energy. Maybe you want to try to put a little bit more in there or it, it's really up to the individual investor. There's no one answer to this, but it's definitely something. It is definitely a good time to take a look at that. Right. Growth and values, as yep. you said, stocks versus bonds and, and keep balanced, right? Keep yes. Because we really we have our opinions of what may work out best in 2020, mm-hmm. but nobody really knows. So if you stay balanced, you can make your adjustments along the way. But I think I think you're right. I think this is an excellent time yes. to uh, sit down with your financial advisor. I mm-hmm. hope you're working with a financial advisor. Sit down with your financial advisor. Reallocate that portfolio. Make sure you're in the uh, right place to meet your goals. And if we can help you at NJC Investments, if you need help with any of that, give us a call. We're always there to help. We're 570-586-5030. All right. There you go. There's your questions answered in uh, the Mitchell's Mailbag segment here on the Your Financial Future program. Please uh, please feel free to email your questions into us. Just send them to nick at njcinvestments.com and put in the subject line, Mitchell's Mailbag. Thank you, Mitchell, for uh, tracking some great questions down for us. Oh, thank you very much for having me on the show again. Uh, it was nice to start off 2020 with a bang. Four questions. How about that? <laughs> How about, we won't make a habit of that, but <laughs> that was good. And Mitchell, I want to wish you health and prosperity in 2020. Thank you very much, Nick. You as well. You as well, DC and Claire. Thank you, Thank Mitchell. You.
That again, Mitchell Dimitrik, our always intern from the University of Scranton. He'll be with us here again all throughout 2020. At least he promised that, D.C. Taylor. I hope so. And let's take our last break here. One last play for the Mr. Wrong Way Ground Floors and Plastics commercial, right? <laughs> yeah. We have a new, brand new Mr. Wrong Way spot coming next week. So let's have let's hear from Mr. Wrong Way. And we'll be back right after Mr. Wrong Way with some great income ideas. So please stay with us for that. You're listening to Your Financial Future with Claire Cool and Nick Calarasi. We'll be right back. Mr. Wrongway is at it again. I got a hot tip on a stock that just can't miss. My cousin's barber knows of a company with a cure for hiccups. I can get in on the ground floor. Mr. Wrongway. And my wife's hairdresser invested in a space-age plastics company. I'm going to be rich. Uh, Mr. Wrongway. Seriously? Don't be Mr. Wrongway. You don't need any plastics or ground floors. Hi, I'm Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, and true wealth isn't found in the next hot tip. But built little by little, it can grow to meet your needs like retirement and college planning. Give us a call at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. And don't forget to tune in to our radio program every Saturday morning at 9 on 94.3 FM, The Talker. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program. Thanks for staying with us here on The Talker. Claire, it's been a, a couple of interesting days in the market to start 2020. Yes. We had the big, the big run-up the day after New Year's, mm-hmm. January 2nd. Big market records across the board were pretty much a 330-point Dow day the day after New Year's. What a great feeling that was. And mm-hmm. then, then all of a sudden, and I heard someone say this on that afternoon, you know, everything looks good right now, but you can never tell if a GO political event is going to come along and sure enough for friday we had the iraq issue with the iranians and uh, we'll see how that plays out but over the years that has those types of things have been a buying opportunity Mm -hmm. and you can see that by the record close on this past thursday so we'll, we'll see how it goes into next week and for the rest of 2020 but i understand you have some more information here on some interesting stock plays called the dividend aristocrats yes and i always like to to read up on those and what's working in that area what do you have for us this morning So this is an article from Seeking Alpha, and it is the five best dividend aristocrats to buy for the next decade. Seeking Alpha, again, a great resource. Again, check that out online, SeekingAlpha.com. Yes. Okay. So a dividend aristocrat, I know we've spoken about them on the show uh, before, but just to review, a dividend aristocrat is a stock that has increased their dividend payout for 25 consecutive years or more. That's amazing. So well, the chances of them continuing uh, are pretty good. pretty good. You would think. And, <laughs> and what's interesting about dividend stocks right here, a lot of analysts are saying maybe you should be looking more. We had a lot of uh, run up in the growth area yep. last few years. Mm-hmm. Maybe look at some dividend plays and this, this goes right with it. Yes. And they, they stress the importance in this article that it is best to have a well-diversified portfolio. And they also stress the importance of not trying to time the market. Right. They said that um, 50% of where investors go wrong is the psychology of the investor just getting nervous and trying to time the market. Getting out when they feel nervous and getting in when they feel good. And if you could do the exact opposite, you'd be better off. But since you probably can't stay in. Yes. Right. Stay diversified. (laughs) Yes. 
So the first uh, dividend aristocrat they have to buy for the next decade is Altria. I was a little surprised by this one. Symbol M-O. Symbol is M-O. Altria bottomed on September 19th following the news about the vaping epidemic. Now, we do own some, full disclosure, we do own some Altria for certain of our clients at NJC Investments. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stock after that vaping epidemic has been on fire ever since. All the stocks in that sector of vaping got killed after all of that news came yeah, out. Yes, so sure. And, yeah, and it, uh, vaping, like, you know, it hasn't been around for very long, so really nobody knows the long-term effects no. of it, so it, it is scary. Um, but Seeking Alpha says that Altria is currently undervalued and has a strong growth profile. They even say the stock is likely to remain one of the best-performing aristocrats you can buy for the long term. Okay. So Altria is trading just under $50 a share, has a 52-week low of $39.30 and a high of $57.88. Forward dividend yield of 6.8% right now. 6.8%. Very very high compared to the S&P 500. Yes, and it has a forward PE of 10.9, so very undervalued compared to the the broader markets. Sure. Last year, Altria returned about 6.5%. Okay. So that is Altria. Okay, MO. Yes, a a possible good long-term hold, which will pay you along the way. All right. Number two on the list is AbbVie. Symbol ABBV. Uh, Seeking Alpha says that AbbVie is the most undervalued dividend aristocrat of 2020. Okay. Again, we own AbbVie for certain of our clients at NJC Investments. Yes. Uh, Five analysts who follow the stock are currently providing 2022 forecasts that expect double-digit growth that year. AbbVie has obvious risks, including their Humira uh, patent expirations and biosimilar competition. For this reason, it has historically traded at valuations appropriate for much slower growing companies. However, they have beat analyst expectations 11 out of the 12 past quarters. Okay. Symbol is ABBV? Yes. Symbol ABBV trading uh, just under $90 a share. Has a dividend yield right now of 5.2%. Very good dividend. Yes. 52-week low of 62.66 and a high of 92.30. Okay. Those dividend yields are annual yields that are paid out quarterly. Yes. Also a forward PE of nine. Again, very low compared to the broader markets. And last year, this stock returned just over 5%. Okay. ABBV AbbVie. Next on the list, number three, Federal Realty Investment Trust. This is a REIT, a real estate investment trust. In terms of REITs, uh, there are few with a better combination of quality, dividend safety, and long-term growth potential, according to Seeking Alpha. Their main growth engine is the $1.4 billion um, in redevelopment backlog, with $700 million already under construction. So they do a lot of um, retail Investments, so shopping malls, things like that. Federal Realty Investment Trust, symbol FRT, trading around $125 a share, 52 week low of $115.81 and a high of $141.35, a dividend yield of 3.3%. 3.3%. And last year it returned um, 11%. Okay, all these last year did not underperform so far, the Mm -hmm. SP 500. So maybe bargains. These are not recommendations from us at NJC Investments uh, for you. We don't know your particular circumstances or needs, but you can do your own due diligence on these. They, they, you know, Seeking Alpha does believe in them for the long term, and Mm -hmm. uh, we certainly will look into them. We don't own that particular one, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll look it up. 
Yes. Um, and then number four on the list is Lowe's. Lowe's has rallied in recent markets, though with plenty of volatility. Silk Seeking Alpha believes that a reasonable price for Lowe's would be about $110. This means we would need a pullback in order to purchase it at that price, which they believe we could easily see this coming year. They like the growth profile for Lowe's, uh, the youth boom of 151 million millennials and Gen Zers starting families over the next 20 years bodes well for Lowe's long-term growth prospects. Millennials and Gen Zs are double the population of the baby boomers. How about that? Yes. So they say in the coming years, they're going to want to be building homes and starting families, and this will be very good for Lowe's. Okay. And they expect Lowe's, they say Lowe's should come down in price before you buy it? Is they that think what they that they'll, you'll see a pullback sometime this year. According to Seeking Alpha. Okay. Right now, it is trading around $119 a share. 52-week low of 90.23 and a high of 121.46. Okay. Yield of 1.8% at the moment. And this one was kind of in line with the market uh, last year, returning 32%. Okay. That's so. probably why they're figuring for a pullback and enter on that according to uh, their best advice. That's yes. Evening. Okay. And then the fifth dividend aristocrat they have is Caterpillar. Uh, management of Caterpillar expects to raise their payout 7 to 9% per year through 2023. Wow. Over the long term, global infrastructure spending is set to be the single biggest secular economic megatrend in human history. According to Seeking Alpha, Caterpillar could nearly double your investment over the next five years at the low end of its total return potential. According to Seeking Alpha, not us. (laughs) And at the upper end of its growth potential, they say it could potentially triple your investment. Okay, CAT is the symbol there. Yes, trading around $150 a share. A 52-week low of 111.75 and a high of 150.55, so right right at the 52-week high right now. A dividend yield of 2.75%. Last year returned 22%. Oh. Um, so to, to kind of round out the article, Seeking Alpha says it has been a great decade for long-term investors, at least the ones who didn't try to time the market. Uh-huh. Dividend aristocrats have similarly helped deliver steady income growth and excellent long-term returns for those who own them in diversified portfolios. They say, what does the next decade hold? Possibly lower stock returns, volatility, and short-term surprises, kind of like this last decade. That's what they said (laughs) coming into this decade. They were wrong. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But they said, no matter what the broader market does, something great is always on sale. There you go. Well said. Yes. So, and we always say the stock market is the only thing, only place when things are on sale, people don't want to touch it. Yeah. It's the only (laughs) thing. Right. Right. It doesn't make any sense. But uh, just to round that out too, we do own uh, Caterpillar and we do own Lowe's for certain of our clients at NJC Investments. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Claire. Dividend aristocrats to look at for 2020 and beyond. Well, Claire, let's finish up this program, the first program of the new year, with our report card on our Nick's Picks or our Claire's Shares Mm -hmm. for 2019. DC, you know we picked out, uh, as we went through the early part of the year, 10 stocks that we like at NJC Investments. Not recommendations from us, but Mm -hmm. uh, stocks that we follow, and some of our clients own some of these shares. But uh, we we have a list called Nick's Picks, and uh, we'll start with the one of the 10 that was actually a loser for the year, and that Mm -hmm. was the uh, marijuana. On a ETF, yes, and that was the ETF MG Alternative Harvest Fund. That was actually down 
36% year to date. That's the first time I put an ETF on our list. It might be the last. Yes. <laughs> uh, down 30. We still believe long term in the medical marijuana area, the cannabis area, but it did have a sluggish year. Next on our list of 10 stocks that we liked in 2019, and we'll be coming out with a new list shortly in the new year. But uh, next on our list from 2019 was Disney. Disney, Claire, up 30 Five percent mm-hmm. in 2019. That streaming looks uh, promising. Streaming, and then the new Star Wars movie, and yeah. Frozen, and they did a lot this a year. A lot of things going on mm-hmm. on DIS up 35 percent for 2019. McDonald's was on our list. Was up higher, pulled back a little bit uh, in the latter part of the year with the turmoil, and the CEO was mm-hmm. uh, relieved of his position, we should yes. say, and he was good <laughs> mm-hmm. up until his mistake. Uh, MCD, the symbol, McDonald's was still up, but only up. 13 and a half percent for 2019. We're going through Nick's picks or Claire shares our report card for 2019. Next on our list, a very good performer, Microsoft. Mm -hmm. MSFT up 58 percent. Microsoft into everything, Claire. Yes. Advertising, robotics, right? And they have great um, subscription revenues, too, which is huge. Helps. And uh, Mm -hmm. and everybody's ramping up. Uh, They're not going to be supporting Windows 7 Mm -hmm. after January, I believe. So everybody has to kind of go up to Windows 10 if you're a Windows person. Mm -hmm. So MSFT, keep an eye on that in 2020. Microsoft up 58 percent in 2019 next on our list we had verizon in the 5g space 5g i do have a 5g phone that works 5g nowhere so it's not (laughs) quite here yet and verizon had that kind of a year they do have a good dividend um about uh, just over four mm-hmm. percent but only eight and a half percent returns we're saying only eight and a half because the s p up about 30 yes. percent verizon up 8.6 vz up 8.6 percent in 2019 next up one of the tower builders and they did they fared better mm-hmm. um now don't forget in 5g you have to put the towers closer together so there's a lot right. of activity from the tower companies american tower amt was up 40 Six percent in 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see how it goes. Uh, see how the building uh, goes in 2020. Next, we had a big winner from the Chinese Amazon, up 60 percent was Alibaba, B A B A, and they are still yet. Uh, they announced a, an eight for one split, but they haven't told us when. They said it would be within a year. That was about three months ago. So look for that stock to split somewhere in 2020. B A B A up 60 percent. China it, trade deal. Yeah. helping that one out too well it, it you know what it did as we not signed as much the first as phase. i would have thought well it held it up all year yes. too and then yes. it really exploded the last few months the last month really mm-hmm. on on alibaba next up chip maker nvidia also involved in 5g also involved in artificial intelligence you can see a theme going on here up 76 percent 75.99 percent for nvda what a return for nvidia (laughs) and a very strong finish to the year again the last three months of the year very strong technology technology right yep yep and we have two more to go we're going over our list our report card for 2019 on the stocks that we picked uh, that we follow at njc investments if you'd like a copy of this list again just drop us a line at njc investments or give us a call 570-586-5030 we'll get that off to you these are not recommendations from us we don't know your circumstances but if you'd like deep details on any of these let us know we'll get those out to you the last two claire 
Amazon, a good finish to the year, sluggish mm-hmm. start. They were up 22.99% for the year. And the big winner, Apple. Yes. Apple, A-A-P-L, all kinds of stuff going on at Apple. The earbuds sold out at Christmas. They're back in stock, I'm told. And Hitting $300 a share this past week. How about that? Yes. And they'll be they'll be a leader, I believe, in 5G technology. They mm-hmm. still don't have a 5G phone out, and I'm sure they right. will. Mm-hmm. Apple up 89.28% wow. in 2019. Not too bad. So make sure you're tuning in each week. We'll be starting to release our 2020 list soon. And with that, Claire, I want to thank you for coming in today and helping out. Thank you for having me. DC Tiller as well. Hey, thank you. And I want to remind everyone, there is never a bad time to make a good investment. If you have any questions on today's program, give us a call at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. Thanks so much for tuning in today on 94.3 FM, The Talker. May God bless you and may God bless America. Make it a great week. We'll see you next Saturday. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.